0: back here on the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City, the self-proclaimed best talk show in America. We are Sitting Friends, Talk Radio 77 WABC, and following me every morning at 10 o'clock. You know him. Does a terrific job. He's on now with me here once a week. Brian Kilmeade, also part of that great Fox and Friends cast on Fox News, and his own show, Saturday Nights, One Nation, is a tremendous show, but not a bunch. Here he is, uh, my dear friend once again, Brian and Kilmeade on a Tuesday morning. Good morning, Brian. Hey, what's going on, Sid? Uh, a lot going on. I want to start with this. I got a text on Sunday morning, right before the football games, from a nurse, and she happens to work at Mount Sinai Hospital. And she said, "Sid, listen, we're going to walk out tomorrow. We need your help." I said, "My help?" She said, "Yes. I know you're friends with the mayor. Please help us get this deal done." So I took what she sent me, Brian. I copied it and pasted it and texted it right to the mayor. Adams got back to me in about two seconds, and he said this. He says, Sid, DSA is not about bonding solutions. They're about the fight. He said, I'll send you the list of hospitals that settled 18 percent raise for three years and a host of other packages. I strongly support the nurses, but unfortunately, their union has been infiltrated by a radical socialist group. His point was seven other hospitals actually settled. They liked the deal. For some reason, Mount Sinai and Montefiore did not. Don't blame it on us. Blame it on their union. And I got to tell you, Brian, I believe the mayor.
1: Yeah, well, I I didn't get into the details of it. Uh, I do know these two hospitals are holding out. I mean, it's so bad. They're they're rerouting ambulances. They're telling women, don't go there to give birth. I mean, this is serious stuff. Uh, So protest outside, telling everyone to go to NYU Langone or Lenox Hill. So uh, I would know this. Uh, I mean, I'll go to the mayor. He's he's doing it on a daily basis. He knows when you look across if somebody doesn't want to negotiate. You know, you and I remember this because we had nonstop strikes in football, basketball, and baseball for about 15 years, and we always heard both sides. You know, that was sports and people out of business and concessioners paid the price. The players never recouped their money, and the owners uh, seemed to benefit the most. So that was more into the nitty-gritty of. I'm not into this. I will say the subset of this, though— I do think it's unbelievable how the how the nurses got kicked to the curb uh, when COVID-19 calmed down, when they wouldn't take that vaccine and nobody went to bat for them all. They just fired a whole bunch of great nurses. So uh, in that respect, I felt like where was the union then? Well, where was the union going about So you cannot get rid of Sloan Kettering nurses who have been there for 20 years because they, they have natural immunity and they don't want to take a shot, which we now know went from 92% effectiveness, 96% effectiveness. Now it's down to about 46%. And they say, well, now it just focuses on symptoms. So I, I love the fact that you took that information. You're trying to solve a problem. The, the mayor was able to bring you inside that information. You know, I think the next step is, Sid, get a hold of the union rep, put her on, put him or her on your show, let them know how they're being viewed by the mayor and let them get their point out. Let's blow this thing up today on ABC. <laughs> uh,
0: that's a great idea. Justin. Justin, take down what Brian just said. Make a call. Get that uh, union rip on. Let's figure this thing out today. I saw a report that uh, came out, I guess, over the last couple of days. You know, we we spent so much time, Brian, just trashing New York, the crime and the homeless and the filth and the taxes. And it turns out that there's been a poll taken recently that has New York as one of the more favorable places in the country to raise your family. Now, it's ironic that later on today, the governor, Kathy Hochul, will do her annual state of the state. And I'm sure she's going to take credit for a whole bunch of stuff when, in fact, she may be the worst governor in the history of our state. But how about that? On the day of the state of the state, it turns
1: out New York, not a bad place to live. Call it a wallet hub. Uh, they say it's a great place to live. They even have it down uh, ranked high for uh, affordability, which is You know that's clearly not New York. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Mayor Adams is trying to build. What is it, five hundred thousand new homes or or apartments here, and make all these buildings because he's got to build more places to live to get the prices down. So I I don't know what they, what kind of uh, calculus they're using uh, for affordability. I mean, was it it, did we do the me or you do the math? (laughs) Who did that math? I mean, affordability according to what? Uh, we have, you know, the, the whole thing that people point out to, how many millionaires in, so, and a handful of billionaires we've lost when people just said they have no interest in keeping us here. They vilified us. Remember what Kathy Hochul said? Basically, uh, if you don't like it here, get going, leave. Yep. And Mayor Adam quickly said, I need you back. So, and she has walked that back since. But a whole bunch said, yeah, no problem. I'll leave. And, you know, I was talking to a publisher yesterday, and they said one of the main reasons they are able to hire is they don't make their people come to New York. So they've hired people and left them in the Midwest. Uh, they left them in the cities that they're in, and they Zoom with them every day. And they said that's how we're keeping our talent. So even though it's the best city, the most fun in so many ways, and I like this study, and I used it on the Talk in New York. Uh, you'll hear it. Uh, uh, no doubt about it. I love it. And I do know New York offers a lot. If you go to Long Island, you go out to East, if you'll say you just want to feel like you're on vacation, you take, uh, you go to Long Island, you go to Montauk, you might as well be uh, uh, in another state.
0: Yeah. Gorgeous. So upstate
1: yep. is like Iowa. Yep. New York City is like no other. So I know we could drive and get to a lot. I just think that we know, you and I know the potential and where this city was and where the state was and what it could be if they let fracking in upstate New York and let these cities thrive. You know, you saw what Cooperstown did to Cooperstown, the town. You saw what the track did to Saratoga. You could imagine what the casino could do to Queens, perhaps, or, or to 42nd Street could help even more. i tell you, what, actually, Rosa, you I, I actually, a
0: Staten way? Island, uh, that's the place to put it. They've got that Ferris wheel deal going on for years and years down by the ballpark that John Kattzenmatiiti owns the Staten Island ferry Hawks and the Brooklyn the excuse me the Staten Island Borough president Vito Pasella is on record saying hey get me a casino there that would be a great spot for a casino but either way you're right Brian three or four casinos in the New York area will only help generate revenue and that is a good idea so there are some spots here where New York can improve let's hope that we do it I want to get to two national stories quickly Joe Biden visited the border it was about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> sanitized border at that. Are you giving the president credit for, quote unquote, visiting the border?
1: I, w- I would be mad at his staff unless he insisted. I would say, listen, guys, why'd you send me down there? And you basically cleaned the whole place up. There was absolutely nothing to see. It's like if you went to a hurricane and going to the part of town that was not hit. You never do that. You go to the worst and you get the family that needs the most help. Go to the center that's overcrowded and say, you know, we got to handle this. I want to go to the place where the most traffic is and I want to see this. That's what a leader does. Instead, they mop the place up. We have videos before and after how they got rid of the 10 cities. We put a reporter uh, in the El Paso sector that was getting hundreds of people every 20 minutes that were pushed in ferry to a certain direction. They also picked up a bunch of squatters and brought them back to Mexico. Mexico into the president left so this I'll give him credit for going eventually, but he got worn out, beaten up on it. But here's here's the major thing: they actually he's in Mexico right now, where the where the army is basically losing to the cartels. They shot at a passenger plane last night. They forced down two military planes. They've killed about 25 soldiers, all because they uh, they arrested El Chapo's son, who's running these cartels. Can you imagine if the mob was more powerful? Uh, if the more powerful than the White House. That's what we're witnessing. That's what we're dealing with. If we really wanted to get down on this, we got to supply backup to the Mexican government, who should be asking us for it to a degree, to help take down the cartels who are killing every uh, killing us all with fentanyl and with human trafficking dollars. So that to me is something serious. I love the fact that a bipartisan delegation went down there. You got some Chris Coons and uh, Senator Murphy of Connecticut. Uh, you have uh, Senator Kelly went down. And when they got to come back and just say, listen, we got to enforce this border and stop uh, and stop playing games. Did you see at two o'clock in the afternoon they actually set up a a, a drug sniffing dog to yep. go into a van and take out drugs? Wow! I can't get that at every police academy throughout America. The president's acting amazed as he looks inside the the cab of a pickup truck when a dog found drugs. They do that in Mississippi. They don't need to see that at the border. And we're going, and you have all those people going. Look at how amazed the president is. No, I saw that. <laughs> I, know.
0: I, I know. I listen. Poor Joe Biden. It's day to day, like a like a sports injury, like Carlos Correa going back to Minnesota. Probably it's day to day with the president, Joe Biden.
1: What about the documents they found in his closet in Pennsylvania? I, well, is is this like another Mar-a-Lago situation yeah. for Joe Biden? This is what I'm encouraged about. Said CBS and NBC reported it. That first came on. I got the alerts from two other networks, not ours, and they actually CBS said that. Uh, the Attorney General appointed a U.S. attorney that Trump put in place in Chicago to look at the documents independently. So they say they're all classified documents. And by the way, in a lock closet. When's the last time you saw a lock closet? Believe me, there was no lock closet. Joe Biden was sitting there at the Biden Center, which if it, uh, a think tank in the Biden Center, they those are, those are two things that don't go together, thinking in Joe Biden. And he goes there <laughs> since 2017. He files away documents that you can't even declassify as vice president at least the president says I declassified him by the power vested in me in the Trump style but you can't even pretend to say I declassified him so okay Mr. Biden what's your explanation?
0: Wow, this is going to be uh, some serious stuff. There it is. Brian Kilmeade. That may be the story of the day. 60 seconds to go. You and I both diehard sports fans. I know that you saw the Ian O'Connor story. Bill Love Parcells it. is is uh, heaping praise on Brian Dable. That's all great, but Bill Parcells won two Super Bowls. Brian's won nothing but nine regular season games, and now a big playoff game in Minnesota. The Giants nearly beat the Vikings on the road a couple of weeks ago. Joseph hit a 61 yard at the end of regulation to win it. Giants are a three-point dog, 436. Sunday afternoon in Minnesota. Very easy question, Brian Kilmeade. Do the Giants move on and take on the Eagles
1: or the 49ers in round two? I'm predicting yes, and you're not going to believe it. I'm going to base it off the way they played against the Eagles. Why do I say that? Because they could They could believe their best effort, and they were destroyed by the Eagles. They were just outclassed. They were outplayed. And then they go out and put in uh, Davis Webb, uh, and they say, listen, guys, we're not, you know, not going to play Saquon. I'm just looking to stay healthy, Twenty-two, sixteen, And it was a game the Eagles had to win. And I'm saying to myself, this team has learned to be a team. Uh, and they wanted to prove to their coach they're never going to roll over. They got character. And remember, I, I do remember... Bill Parcells' his first year taking over for Ray Perkins after he went back to Alabama. Uh, no one, uh, basically, he I think he won three games. His mom died, his dad died the same year, and they started going after. Do you remember this? Howard Schnellenberger, uh, he was retired from the University of Miami after winning all those championships, I think with Jim Kelly.
0: No, uh, no, by the way, no, no. I actually went to Miami, uh, my college, 1984, in Coral Gables. Schnellenberger was the coach. The four quarterbacks on the roster, Jim Kelly, Bernie Kosar, who won the championship of Schnellenberger when they beat Nebraska. Vinny Testaverdi and Mark Richt, who went out to coach Georgia. Those are the four quarterbacks Amazing. on the roster for Schnellenberger in Miami.
1: So, so they couldn't come to uh, do a deal with him. So Parcells came back for another year and said, I'm going to be myself. And he became Bill Parcells. At first, he was trying to be somebody else, be everyone's friend. He couldn't do it. Uh, he ended up being himself. That's what he said about Dable. He goes, Dable is himself. And he shows he cares about players while being tough with them. That's just it. People think when you yell at somebody, you're mad at them. No, you want more out of them and you believe in them. And he saw those same qualities in Dable that he tried to relay. Be yourself. Be tough. But show them you care. And when Galladay got that, he just got, I know he gets $72 million. and I know he's been... uh, totally unproductive but he gets a touchdown and Dable hugs him and says he's proud of him and those are the type of things where maybe he'll get that talent out and the confidence back. That's stuff I love about sports.
0: True, and uh, Galladay not that far removed from being an all-star wide receiver with the Lions in Detroit. Hey, uh, Brian, as always, this is a tremendous conversation. We'll all be listening at 10 o'clock when you take over. Enjoy, Fox and Friends. Great job. We'll see you again very, very soon. Thank you, buddy. Get those nurses back to work, Sid. It's on you. (laughs) You got it. You got it. He laid down the gauntlet, Brian Kilmeade. I will respond. More of Sid and Friends in the morning right after this.